VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's such an honor and pleasure to be with you each week. And as I always say on Positive Living, this program is here to bring you practical solutions and positive strategies so that you can have the kind of life you want. We help you turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions. And every week I have on the most amazing people who have not only transformed their own lives, but are helping thousands and millions of people to transform theirs. And today is certainly no exception. My guest is actually from London today. I'm very honored to have her. We're talking about the voice, the power of the voice, and the messages that it carries verbally and nonverbally and energetically. And you can give us a call today if you're listening live today on Monday, which is February 3rd, and you can give us a call at... 866-472-5788. My guest today is Patsy Roddenberg. She is recognized as one of the world's leading voice and acting coaches and has coached Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Anne McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Holly Hunter, and Ralph Fiennes, among many others. She was voice coach at the Royal Shakespeare Company in London for nine years and head of voice at the Royal National Theatre for 16 years. As I said, she lives in London. She also has worked with troubled individuals, incarcerated convicts, and people of all walks of life. Her new book is The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. Welcome, Patsy. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. It's a great delight. Well, thank you. Now, you... The title of your book is The Second Circle, and you talk about three circles in terms of voice and the messages we transmit. What is the second circle? Well, this journey started a long time ago, and actually what, what second circle is is what we call being present, being connected to the world, engaged in the world. Um, and when I started teaching over 30 years ago, I'm very stubborn, and my great passion is education and my belief that human beings are extraordinary and are often not as stretched as they could be. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, I, I believe that every human voice is fantastic, but when I started teaching, amongst my peers, i.e. the other teachers, they would talk about students or young actors in this way. They would say, that person has got it. And then they would say, when that person hasn't. And I didn't like that, because I was trained with quite a lot of cruelty, and I don't think negative reinforcement in any way works. I don't think anybody is enlightened through it. But don't you think there is something to saying they've got it, because well, people <laughs> do have it? Well, they have a presence, and I think every human being has a presence. Some people, it's knocked out of them very early. Some people struggle to get into the arts, to get successful in order to establish that presence. But we are born present. Every child, every baby 
is extremely energized and they look into the world with curiosity and that's what the second circle is and when I started this work I started to analyze how energy moved Mm -hmm. in people through their bodies through their breath systems through their voices in their ability to listen and I've I've devised three circles of energy. Yeah, in your first circle, you talk about the inward moving, drawing thought and presence toward the self. Yes. So that person might be withdrawn or soft-spoken. The third circle is kind of the opposite, where the person seizes attention and engages superficially and may come on strongly. And they they push their energy out. They're often too loud. They take space, you know, what I call space invaders. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just say this. We need all three energies. But my passion at this moment of time is that maybe because we're living in a very urbanized society that is full of technology that is actually saying that we're communicating when we're not, but we're losing this presence. We're losing second circle connection, which is not only about success. You can be pretty sure that every successful performer, every successful athlete, every successful human being knows how to focus and channel their presence. But more importantly, for the rest of the world, if we don't become present to the world, we miss each other. When we're in second circle with each other, there is an exchange between two people. And we see their humanity. We see the person's... Now, having said <coughs> that, don't you think there has to be a, a real honesty there, a letting down I think there the has guard. to be an honesty. I think there has to be a, a clarity. But I also think that we can actually practice this. And if we don't practice it, we lose it. And how do we practice this? We practice it by, now, on some simple levels. And the book is very, on one level, very practical. What happens when we lose our real present energy? It's often locked in the body in some way. Mm-hmm. For instance, in first circle, you, you described it very well. The, the energy implodes. So people get very tight around the shoulders. Their head is pulled down. It's very hard for them to make eye contact. Um, their, their spine might be slumped. And actually, you can look at these people and often their knees are locked which sounds ridiculous, but if you lock your knees, your whole energy gets blocked. That goes immediately into the breath. Now, if you don't breathe properly, it's very hard for you to not only feel, but to feel the presence of others. So let me ask you a question. If you were in a situation where you felt either verbally attacked or you felt scared or frightened, what I hear you saying is that you need to be present with that, know that's there, and then change the way you're breathing and you're moving yes, and your posture absolutely. I mean, a lot of the listeners will understand being in the second circle if they feel threatened because it's the circle of survival. If, you're, if you feel, even if you're driving the car and something runs out, you have to become very present. Mm-hmm. And so we have those memories. And you can remember to sit up. You can remember to breathe. Now, that sounds a very simple thing. Yeah, but in, in, in order to get the breath down, I know that you were a singer. You know the importance of breath. Yeah, and yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga really does yes. that, too. Now, Patsy, if you were in the third circle, and let's replay this again, and you felt threatened or someone hurt your feelings or you were just scared that something from the outside came in and scared you. Now, if you were in the third circle, how would you react? Well, the third circle is a very it, – it can be – 
quite dangerous in the sense that people feel that they're protected. Their, their chest is often up. There's a shield. There's a shield over their heart. They push out their energy. So in a way, if you're in third circle and you start uh, an altercation with somebody, Are you it's going to get screaming? worse. What? Are you yelling and screaming? Yes, it's going to get there. I mean, as the most obvious example, of course, it goes very, this work goes very profound. But if, you, if you're stopped by the police, now most policemen, because their job is very difficult and they get abused a lot, they're probably in third circle, most of them. Mm-hmm. The really good ones that I've met are in second circle. They're very present. But, you know, if you're stopped in the car, the policeman is probably talking to you in third circle. You don't feel very human. Mm-hmm. You feel that you're just being spoken at. Yeah. Now, if you go into third circle with a policeman, it's going to get worse. What you have to do is try to remember to be present, to let the, the shoulders drop, to make eye contact, to be not push your voice. It doesn't work pushing. Third circle people normally push their voices. We can hear them, but we don't want to listen to them. They can bully us. Mm-hmm. All bullies are normally in third circle. But the main thing to do is to come back again to be present. Now, I've done enough work with people to know that you know bullies look for victims. And so a victim's a first circle. If you're a victim, you have to stay in second circle. And by magic, it's not magic, it's about our energy, actually, uh, the bully stops bullying you. Now, let's go into a little bit of that. I want to bring it up to anger because, you know, I talk about anger a lot in my programs, and I interview a lot of people, and you always hear something like this. Look, it's okay to feel anger, but you're not allowed to express it. And my question to you, Patsy, is that we do get angry and we do want to express it and we don't want to go into first circle and then just implode and, and get depressed. We also don't want to scream and hit somebody, you know, and, and end, end up in jail hurting someone. So how direct us when we really have that anger welling up in us. Tell us what we need to do in terms of second to, circle. Again, we have to, um, first of all, it's going to grip the body somewhere. It's going to either tighten the shoulders, and by loosening it, you feel more powerful. You see, anger is often, we feel powerless when we're angry. If we can actually breathe low, take it in, and if it, if it helps, get it out at something that is not going to react. I mean, often, by just looking at a point above eye line, which is a sort of lovely arc to get your energy out, just express what you're feeling. Just express what you're feeling, and suddenly it goes. You know, it, it, it might take a while. There's a lovely thing you can do, which is just um, lie on your back when you're angry, you know, in a safe place. Release your shoulders and just speak out while you're angry. I mean, it gets really bad. You know this. We all know this. Anger, if we express the cause, begins to dissipate. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes very problematic when it just is either pushed out generally, which is third circle, or, as you said, implodes. Mm-hmm. It All destroys right. us. So we need to work on that. Yes. We're going to take a break. My guest is Patsy Rodenberg. Her book is The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. Patsy Rodenberg is recognized as one of the world's leading voice and acting coaches and his coach, Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Holly Hunter, Ralph Fiennes, and many others. She's based in London. You can log on to her website at patsyrodenberg, R-O-D-E-N-B-U-R-G dot com. 
and you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Rask, and you can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. Today, if you are listening today, which is Monday, February 4th. I said the 3rd before I meant the 4th, and we'd love to hear from you. Remember, folks, your voice tells an awful lot about you, and we're going to talk more about that after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, and as I always say, this program is all about helping you make positive choices, helping you make a positive difference in your life, bringing the joy in your life that you want and need, making your dreams come true, and also affecting those around you as well, because that's what we do. We're all role models for everyone else. And if we want to live a better life, uh, this is what we do. We listen, we teach, 
we gather, and this program is about bringing you the best of the best, the people who will make a difference in your life and help you make the changes so you can bring more joy and happiness in. You can give us a call today if you're listening Monday, February 4th at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific, and you can call us at 866-472-5788. Today we are talking about the power of the voice and how the voice is so powerful in transmitting energy and what we can do with our voice energetically to really make some changes in our life. My guest is Patsy Rodenberg. She's the author of the book, The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. Patsy Rodenberg is recognized as one of the world's leading voice and acting coaches and has coached Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Holly Hunter, Ralph Fiennes, among many others. She was the voice coach at the Royal Shakespeare Company in London for nine years and head of voice at the Royal National Theatre for 16 years. She has also coached prominent politicians and business people and conducts frequent business workshops and corporate master classes all around the world. Her life's work spans all strata of society. She has also worked with troubled individuals, incarcerated convicts, and people on all walks of life. And again, her book is The Second Circle, and you can log on to Patsy Rodenberg, R-O-D-E-N-B-U-R-G dot com. Welcome back, Patsy. Welcome to you again. Okay. Here is my question. You've worked on both levels. You've worked with the most rich and famous and successful, and then you've worked with people on the other level who have been extremely troubled. They've been incarcerated convicts. You've gone, and I'm sure you've worked with those in between. What is the difference? What's the difference when you work with these people, Patsy? Well, on one level, we're all human. The human voice, I mean, on the most practical level, works in the same way, which is why I can work all over the world in all sorts of languages. But actually, when people need my work, it's because they feel that their communication is not effective. Their, Their ability to change others through the words they use, through the way they're speaking, isn't working in some way. Now, that could be an, a movie star going on stage. If you go on stage, it's much harder work. It's more athletic. Mm-hmm. You need more breath. You need more energy in the voice and in the diction. Well, and you don't have a second chance like you no. do on film. Absolutely. And you've got to learn differently. And a lot of my work is with language and how we can learn by heart rather than by head, which is a great distressing thing I feel with education at the moment. Children aren't being taught deeply, but that's neither here nor there. So you you work on that level, or you work with somebody who has to get up at the office um, at, a, at a very important meeting, mm-hmm. and they know that they have fantastic ideas, but their voice is letting them down. And lots of people say something very moving to me. Um, I'm much more interesting than I sound. And that's heartbreaking Mm. in a way because what that person is saying is that I know I have amazing ideas. I'm feeling very clearly about certain things, but I can't communicate it. Mm. Now, my work in prisons, and I still work in prisons, I started working in prisons by accident. I was training. I needed to make money. And I just managed to get a simple teaching job, you know, teaching English, reading skills in two top security prisons. Now, I was very interested in voice, and I might say that 
one of my interests is that I've, I found it very difficult to speak as a child, so I, I, I had a, a great mm. struggle to communicate. So I have tremendous sympathy for people. It's, it's not easy. So you're really it's, teaching what you've been through. Yes, and I, and I think a lot of us go into our fear. You know, you want to look at your fear, and that's what I've done all my life. But I did get a very strong feeling in prisons that there was a metaphor that the, the voice was lost. Now, a lot of people should be in prison and never let out, but a vast number of people get into prison because on one simple level, they have no idea how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Not only to, to the world, but to themselves. We don't know our, who we are until we know how to communicate with ourselves, which again is being present with ourselves. So being what do in you help circle. them to do when you're working with people and who are incarcerated? Sorry, what do, what, what do you help them to do? How well, do you I work think I help them? them to not only express themselves, but I've worked very deeply with um, uh, therapists who have made them see what they've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody is punished unless they really know what they've done. And often you know by speaking about it and having people react, not in an aggressive way, but there are wonderful projects going on all over the world now when um, the victim sits in front of the yes. perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And often, if you get the, the young criminal early enough expressing themselves and hearing what they did, you can change them. We have to believe that education can change people. Yeah, yeah. So when you, when you sit with the offender, sometimes he's the victim or she, but many times they're the offender, mm-hmm. and you work with the voice and breath, do you see transformation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as you get somebody standing differently or or releasing their jaw so that they can actually speak or receive. This, this second circle business is about a two-way street, you know. I need to speak to you, but I also have to receive you. Mm. And that's when we understand each other's humanity and intimacy. Mm. Not in a necessarily a sexual way, but to be intimate with somebody, you have to be present. And a lot of people in trouble have lost being present with people. You know, every child deserves a parent or an elder present with them. Every student wants and needs a teacher present with them. So you believe that when we change our own energy, we then open that up to be transmitted differently and the other person will then transmit to us differently back. And you know that if you go to see a great actor. If a great actor is working and they're present, you be, the, the audience is awakened. Theatre is about awakening an audience. Mm. But you can't be awakened if the actor is just showing off in third circle. I want to read something based on what you just said. Sir Ian McClellan says about you, Patsy Rodenberg wants to free your voice so that you can express yourself fully and honestly. And Joseph Fine says, Patsy's such a unique, dynamic guide in getting us back to the vocal pathway of instinctive expression. Hmm. That really says it. And that is, that sounds, I think everyone can do it, you see. I've never come across somebody, if they want to change their voice, and go back to where their voice started. You know, as I said earlier, we all have magnificent instruments. You know, I've never come across a bad voice. 
I come across constricted voices, um, voices that are choked. But when they're released, we all have this amazing instrument. Hmm. In your book, you have some exercises about, you ask questions such as, you know, when, we, when did you last feel heard? And when did you last really listen? And when did you have eye contact? And when did that person have eye contact with you? Very interesting questions. Yes, and I think you have to go through several days checking this, these things out because generally people who need this work feel cut off. And we all, we've all felt cut off. I mean, I think that you can be in a relationship and lonely. You can be sitting in a room with somebody and alone. So actually, you have to start to work. I think there's something, this sounds very critical, and it's not. I'm not blaming anybody, but I do think our society has um, given us reason to believe that our point of view is more important than anyone else's. And so people say, you have to give me my rights. But in order to have your rights, you have to give somebody else their rights mm. in that exchange. And also it's creating a safe space for two people to really share from their heart. And yes. that isn't easy. It isn't easy, but it's the only way. I mean, that sounds very, I don't mean to be hard, but we have to be realistic that if we want a connection in the world, and we want to change the world, we have to work a bit at it. And isn't that kind of a magical moment when two people connect on that level. Absolutely. When you have said something that really touches that person's soul and then, and then they've said something that's touched your soul and you just both get it. It's a very magical moment. It's a magical moment and it's a moment that you, we need to seek. Not only in, in the way you've described, which is a very good way of describing it, but on a general level, our community is based on us going out of our doors and knowing people around us. The more people we connect to around us, the safer we become. The more people, if we know their name, we get better service from waiters if we make connection to them. Hmm. So it goes from very deep things to very practical things on an everyday basis. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest today is Patsy Rodenberg. Her book is The Second Circle, how to use positive energy for success in every situation. And if you have any questions about your voice, about breath, about connecting, if people have told you your voice is either too shrill or too low, or if you feel like you're not communicating the way you want to or people aren't always listening, give us a call. Patsy Rodenberg is the expert and can answer your question. And you can call us if you are listening live on Monday, February 4th, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon uh, Pacific. You can call us at 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. Patsy Rodenberg is recognized as one of the world's leading voice and acting coaches and his coach, Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Holly Hunter, Ralph Fiennes, among many others. She also works with folks who've been incarcerated from all walks of life and all spectrums. I really encourage you to call in and, um, and, and really get some pointers from Patsy on using your positive voice and positive energy for success. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women and Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Thing wrong? Well, I'll tell you later. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a great show for you today. We're talking about how to use your voice in a positive way so that the energy from your voice transmits positively and you can have success in situations. My guest is Patsy Rodenberg. Her book is The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. The world's leading voice and acting coach, Patsy Rodenberg, has had a legendary career working with actors such as Judi Dench, Helen Mirren, Ann McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Ralph Fiennes, among others. She's also coached prominent politicians and business people and conducts frequent business workshops and corporate master classes. But her life's work spans all strata of society. She's worked with troubled individuals, incarcerated convicts, and peoples of all walks of life. And her teachings are available to really help us transform. And you can log on to Patsy Rodenberg, R-O-D-E-N-B-U-R-G dot com. And if you're listening live today, which is Monday, February 4th, 
you can certainly give us a call at 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. If you have questions about your voice and your tone and how your voice is coming across or you think it's coming across to people or how it's being received, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, Patsy, welcome back. Let's talk about some exercising in using your voice. We wake up in the morning and we want to have a really good day and we want to transmit the second circle. So how do we practice? Well, we have to realize that the voice is housed in the body and certain tensions in the body will not only restrict the breath but will hold your voice. And on the other level, they will also send out signals that are not useful to the world. So what you want to do is to learn how to stand naturally. And you can start by just thinking that your feet are underneath your hips, that you don't lock your knees. And actually, if you just come forward a wee bit on the balls of your feet, you become more alert. Mm -hmm. Most people go back on their heels and they slump. And the next area to think about is the spine. Try and lift up the spine gently. I think a lot of people spend hours sitting in front of computers and their spine gets slumped. And at that moment, their breath gets caught. And actually, their larynx gets pulled back, so their voice gets underpowered. So just try standing up. And the, and the immediate thing you can do that will make you feel better all through the day is to release the shoulders. You just move them around. You can gently swing an arm around and let it just drop into place. And, and gradually the shoulders drop. The breath has a chance to get in, but also the voice starts to open. Mm-hmm. Be very aware of how tight your jaw is. You shouldn't be walking around with your teeth clenched. Just release it, even if it's gently massaging your face. And when you do that, gradually you'll begin to feel that you're standing in a much more secure, centered way. Not on one foot, not wriggling, but just being very so secure. So it's not just about the throat and the jaw. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's also whole... you have to be aware of the other parts of your body. And I'd like to say to people, probably you've realized that long before somebody opens their mouth to speak, you have made a decision whether you want to listen to them. So if you're going into an interview and you walk in slumped, you sit in the chair and you curl yourself over, that is immediately telling people that you're not very confident. Equally, if you come in and you're a bit too um, pushy with your body and you're a bit too loud coming in, third circle, that is not also a good impression. You know, you, you, you seem well, to be it pushy. Hasn't, hasn't it been written that a communication is 55% nonverbal? 55% of what yes. we communicate it, is, is through, through the body language. The body. And also the breath, what we see when somebody breathes. Now, the natural breath, and the best thing you can do for yourself that won't only help your voice, but the whole of your being, is to, to remember to take breath. Now, the breath should be very low in the body. The lower the breath, the more power you have, but the more centered you are. From the diaphragm. Well, even lower. I would go, if you just put your hand just above the groin and just just feel the movement there. But what happens, our rib cages get very rusty. So here's a very simple exercise that will get your breath going every day. If you just, if you just stand and just flop over to one side and gently breathe in and out, and one side of the rib cage will open. And you can do that very calmly. You do the other side, and gradually the center of the body opens. You feel wider. You feel calmer. And here's a really quick trick. If you go up to a wall and you put your hand against the wall and you keep the shoulders released, but 
gently push. And as you push, you gently breathe. And by magic, it's not magic, but it's actually energy goes down into the body. Mm. You feel calmer. I've put people on stage with that technique. People very, very scared. I've put people in front of a camera who have to speak very powerfully using that technique. All right, let's do that again then. So we stand at a wall. You just put your hand up against a wall or both hands. Uh Keep your shoulders released and just gently push. And as you push, gently breathe in and out. And lower muscles begin to move and engage. Now, you can do that sitting at a desk. You could just put your hand out against the desk. I was talking to a woman I've been working with for years, and she has a boss. She's a very powerful woman, but her boss is a tremendous bully. And whenever she's in his presence, she feels that he takes her breath away. Mm. You know, some people walk into the room and you feel you can't breathe anymore. Well, you've got to remind yourself to breathe, to stay present, to stay powerful. So you can put your hand against the desk. And she she did this. And as he was shouting at her, she just remembered to breathe. And it didn't rattle her. She had power to really defend herself and put her point of view across. So the breath going into the body... Very important. Remember to breathe. So many people go for long periods of time holding their breath. They're getting into a very panicked state. Even if they're not feeling panicked, they're, they're getting their breath into a position which makes them very distressed. Patsy, what do you think about walking outside, taking a walk outside, walking in nature, changing Fantastic. your physical environment? Well, I have a theory. <laughs> this is really silly, but, you know, we're not designed... Our bodies are not designed to to walk on hard, flat surfaces. We're designed to walk on a bit of earth and then some rock. And as soon as you walk on rough ground, your body begins to center to a line and you feel much better. If at, at that moment you look around, you look at things, you look at nature, you look at the sky, you get a perspective which actually helps you stay present. You know, you hear uh, one of the things that I've been told is when I walk on the beach, walk without shoes, just watch, walk barefoot. Absolutely. Really have your feet in the sand. Yes. And that helps the Different whole body. Different experience. Yes. And it's a fantastic thing to do. And then if you want to, if you've got a very important meeting, if, you've got to, if your voice has to work for you, you have to warm up the voice. But you, what people must remember is that the voice loves being used. Mm. The less you use it, the more it gets what I call cobwebby. It gets dusty. Okay, so tips for people who are either going to give a talk, they're going in for their interview, and it's very important, they're scared. People who really have to perform in some way, even meeting their their new future in-law, you know, or their, their new somebody. Absolutely. So what can you say to people when they are starting to clench and are fearful before they that first encounter, what would you have them do? Well, I would have them to check the body and the breath, and then I would have them just gently warm up the voice. Just begin by humming. Hmm. Just begin very gently, just gently warming it up, giving it a massage. Um, you will notice that first thing in the morning that's harder to do, but just get it warmed up, even if you just come down the range a bit. Just play with the voice. So it has the opportunity to get going. Now, the most powerful thing you can do to be present and and allow your words to touch somebody, and we have it in the the language as a saying, I was touched. 
Now, we're touched when somebody sends us words on their breath to us. Now, that sounds, again, very odd, but here's a little exercise. If you find a point just above eye line, the voice works like an arc. It's up and out. And you look at that point, and you just come forward a bit onto the balls of your feet, so you're going towards it. If you look at that point and you breathe to it, you start to touch it. This is a fantastic exercise to control any space. Breathe to the space. Breathe to the people Mm. in the space. And if you now just send out to that point a little ooh, ooh, so you just begin to feel the voice leave you. Mm. And then if you start speaking like that, your words leave you. They touch Mm. other people. Mm -hmm. You're releasing. You're releasing. You're releasing. In first circle, people are mumbling. They're pulling their words back. I'm going to do it. You know, actually, you just pull your words back. So we get half the words. So we have to lean forward or we have to say, can you say that again? In third circle, people push their voices out beyond the point, beyond the person. You know, so it's often very, I'm doing it, very pushed. It's very aggressive. They push their voice. And actually, we hear them, but the voice splatters us it doesn't enter us um, we don't like that sound it, it we 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 connect it to people being aggressive so if you can keep your voice very open but leaving you and you can practice that you can read out aloud every day you can send your voice around the voice responds it wants to be used it has its own its own little life doesn't it, it yes and <laughs> so and if we don't use it that's when it gets um cut off all right we're going to take a break and when we come back i really encourage you to give us a call today folks it's um very powerful show on the power of the voice and the breath so if you feel that you may not be expressing yourself in a way that's being understood or you're afraid to express yourself or as patsy talked about today you get choked up in situations or sometimes you feel you react too strongly Give us a call if you're listening today on Monday, February 4th. Give us a call at 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. My guest is Patsy Rodenberg. She is recognized as one of the world's leading voice and acting coaches and has coached Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Holly Hunter, Ralph Fiennes, among many others. And she has also worked with all groups on all spectrums and all stratas of society. And you can get her book, which is The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. You can log on to her website, com. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And as I always say, it's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week to bring you such amazing guests that can help you transform your challenges into opportunities, your problems into solutions. You know, I was ahead of my time. I started this work in 1982 on cable TV, and my first show was Positive People. And people really laughed at me. They said, you know, this isn't going to work. Audiences don't want to hear this stuff. They want to hear the negative sensationalism. And uh, as you can see, I didn't listen. So 25 years later, I'm still here, and people do want to listen. And I think the timing is really very strong and powerful for this work. So I'm very happy that I can bring it to you. And you can give us a call today if you're listening live on Monday, February 4th, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific. You can call us at... 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. We are talking about the power of the voice and of the breath and how we can transform our voice and our energy for success. My guest is Patsy Rodenberg, and her book is The Second Circle, How to Use Positive Energy for Success in Every Situation. The world's leading voice and acting coach, Patsy Rodenberg, has had a legendary career working with actors such as Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, Ian McClellan, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Ralph Fiennes, among many others. She's also coached prominent politicians and business people, and her work spans all stratas of life, where she's worked with incarcerated convicts and troubled individuals as well. Welcome back, Patsy. Okay, now that I have been rattling off all these celebrities, got to ask you my celebrity question. Is there a special star quality to these people? And these are very famous people that you've worked with. Do they all have a certain drive and energy? I think they do, and I think most great actors, performers, they have a need to speak other people's words. I mean, often a lot of them have been in a way, disempowered. 
A lot of my work is about empowerment, and strangely enough, a lot of actors feel disempowered. That's why they want to be actors. But I think something, they are present, great actors. I remember seeing Ray Fiennes as a young man at the RSC, long before he was famous. I was teaching him. And he was just carrying a spear, you know, in a production, really. And I went, oh, my goodness, who's that? Because he was standing on the side, but he was present. He was focused. You could, you could feel his you energy. You could see that. Now, I think something else happens, that as you become famous, people give you their energy, so you then have more energy to give out. It's mm. a strange exchange. But suddenly, if, if you're, everyone's looking at you and putting that energy on you, it's very much easier for you to then channel that and give it back. So are these people, these celebrities, usually in second circle, or do you find them in third circle where they're, or first? Well, I think great actors are in second circle. Mm -hmm. I think anybody that succeeds in that way and moves us are in second circle. Because they're present and they're right yeah. here right now. And I think sometimes when they leave the, the, the stage door, they, they're not. I mean, we need all three circles. You know, I think I remember Judy Dench, who's one of the, the, the most warm, beautiful human beings. I remember suddenly walking along with her, and she was looking down and disconnecting, and I suddenly realized and, that she was so famous that people were coming up to her, so she had to withdraw. Mm -hmm. But on stage, in rehearsal, she's completely, completely mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. But I, I think we all have it. You know, that's what I keep on yeah, saying. Yeah, and I, you know, I've often heard about several famous actors who will be on and present in their work, and then they get off stage and they change. Sometimes well, they, they also get quiet and withdrawn. Yes, because also you've given out a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're in a Shakespeare play, you're doing it for three and a half hours if you're a lead. You know, that's a lot of energy. So when you get off stage, you flop. Mm -hmm. Or you defend yourself. Third circle is a great defense. You know, you actually try and yes. push people away. But generally, greatness is connected to being present. You have a second circle quiz that's <laughs> in the material I have. I really love these. There's seven questions, and um, I think I'd like to do one of them with you. Let's pick out one here. Okay. When you go to a Saturday evening party hosted by new friends, what do you do? Do you sink into a corner and wait to be rescued? Do you head for the bar and grab a drink and find the most successful person in the room? Do you glance around the room and stay calm, waiting for people to notice you? Do you dress to kill, knowing your clothes will produce the right kind of response? <laughs> do you quickly find someone to discuss your job and your new promotions? Or do you worry that this new crowd is just going to ignore you? All right, Patsy, what's, what's first, second, and third circle here? <laughs> <laughs> I think people might realize that if you go into a room and you shrink away from it, you're, go you're going into first circle. Mm -hmm. You're actually withdrawing. If you go into a room and decide that you're going to hit the bottle and, and put out that energy, grab a drink, or talk about yourself, then you're probably in third circle. And it might work for you a bit, but people will gradually move away from you. The most powerful thing you can do is to go into a room, keep breathing, keep looking around, making, making contact. Even if you look at a painting on the wall and you, you actually think to yourself, you know, nobody's talking to me, but I will look at that painting, you will be present enough for people to start noticing mm. you. Mm. And you won't look an idiot. You know, you can walk around in first circle or third 
on your own and you you do feel and you look an idiot that sounds harsh but you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you're in second circle at least you look calm connected and you will probably attract somebody who wants a second circle conversation and that is what you want some people want to go to a party and not connect you you have to you know if you if you go to a party just to sort of in a way show off you you just want to show off you don't want to to make a a connection and again i'm not being critical but i think a lot of venues people meet in today make second circle very hard because there's a lot of noise you're having to shout about the noise and if you have too much to drink you can't really be present if you're drunk or drugged mm-hmm. we all know that with people who are drinking well and speaking of that we're just about out of time, but speaking of that, I want to bring up, there's another one you have here, which is when you're caught speeding by a policeman. <laughs> and basically, second circle would be, um, let's see, that you ask the policeman what you did wrong and try to negotiate calmly. That would yeah. be second circle. You breathe to them, you don't raise your voice, right. you don't get aggressive. Right. All right, Patsy, closing thoughts. If you If you want to leave our listeners with one thing today, what would be your message about second circle, about using positive energy, about the voice and the breath? You can work on yourself and you can get yourself more present. And if you don't, then the, your life passes in a daze. I have a strong suspicion that the moments we remember on our deathbed are second circle memories. Mm-hmm. And those are the memories that will impact the world. Thank you so much for being on the program. My pleasure. Yes, it was it was really enlightening. And if people want to find you again, they go to patsyrodenberg.com. Yes. Okay. Next week, my guest is Mary Rockwood Lane, who's written a book, Spirit Body Healing, and it's really all about connecting with our, our body, our spirit, and our mind, and healing pain through being able to do that. Folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Remember, this show is on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We are now in year number six of this program. And if you have any questions or thoughts, you can email me at patricia at raskinresources.com. As I always say at the close of my programs, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support that you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.